Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Lamont. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And we're at Season 4, Episode 5, Tagamo Attacks. Tagamo. Tagamo. And yeah. I completely forgot about the Netflix synopsis. Dang, I would have run and grabbed the... Uh, oh, no, no, uh, I'll bring it. I can bring it up real quick, but... But while yeah. I do well, while that, you're, while while you're looking for that, that, you you told me to remind you of a story. Yeah, you want yeah. to tell? Yeah, so, so we please. watched. We watched. Um, uh, I, I, as I said last episode, that I'd watch uh, Wet Hot American Bummer last week's episode again with my family, and uh, yeah, the girls loved it. It was a really good time. We laughed a lot, and I just wanted to say quickly, yes. Johnny. When uh, when the uh, when the handsome counselor showed up and he's all kind of friendly with Ray, Nora's like, ha, he's friendly with him now. But at the end, when he turns out to be bad, he's going to be like, what? I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking the first time I saw this as well. You know did who you? didn't? I was like, you know who didn't think that, Nora? Johnny. <laughs> Did you call me stupid? I... No, no. Okay. But yeah, you know her, man. Not the first time off the, the turn up truck, can you always say? That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. like that, buddy. Dude, as soon as she said that, I like I was like, hmm, hmm. I was like trying to keep it to myself until the end. But then when it happens, I'm like, yeah, you called it. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so before we get to the show, I just wanted to a little drop a little CW news. Or some should I just need to get off my chest? And I know there's people who listen to this who watch the other shows. First of all, the fight scene in the latest episode of Stargirl is one of, and I'm I'm not the only one. I mean, people are talking about this. I sound like everyone's saying, but it might be one of the best comic book TV slash movie fight scenes of all time. It's amazing it's right off the page it's wonderful that sounds fun yeah it's so good yeah we get that show now i keep uh, asking nora if she wants to put it on but she hasn't bit yet Mm, oh well when she does she'll fall in love with it you all will because that's what i told her yeah it's uh and our boy um and um, his name's escaping me but the guy who played blackbeard in legends last season captain morgan yeah he's the shade and he makes, ah, cool. and, and at the end of this fight scene, he's appeared throughout here, but he's like usually in just a normal suit. In the at the end of this fight scene, everything goes dark, and he fucking appears, and he's in the full the shade getup, right out of the James Robinson Starman comic book from the nineties wow. that everyone loved, and I just popped, and he's he's fantastic. In the role it's, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to see him well, that's cool again and and kicking ass uh now supergirl on the other hand mm-hmm. and this last one had mr mcjs pedalik thomas lennon and he was yeah. wonderful in it and apparently he'll be a going concern throughout the rest but this this last season is it's just it's just coughing to an ending to me it, at this point right now it, guess what the, the mission is they have to go find like seven totems that all represent something really are they, are they literally called totems totems 
Uh, I'm pretty sure they call them totems. And I'm yeah. like, hmm, that rings a fucking bell. What? Huh? Hmm, I don't wow. know where, but within the same universe, <laughs> it's uh, that's crazy. That's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame because it's a one because I love I've loved the show since the beginning. It's a wonderful show, and it's a, it's just kind of sputtering to an end, and that's a shame. But you know, shit happens. Mm. Boy, I've been watching, going as a fan, just going, oh, really? Okay. Right. Oh well. But let's get to something a bit more positive. Let's get mm-hmm. to the Netflix synopsis for uh, today's episode. All right. A monster film director joins the legend's fight when a nightmare comes to life in Tokyo Bay in 1951. Ray calls in a risky favor to revive Constantine. You ever asked for a risky favor from one of your exes? A risky I favor. <laughs> I got one of them risky favors from you? No. Nobody's, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Come on. Have a risky <laughs> favor. Quick little risky favor. For old time's sake. <laughs> So we opened in Tokyo. Oh, number one. Oh, no, we'll get to it. Uh, we opened in Tokyo, 1951, and there's a director, and he's filming someone diving for pearls. And one thing, again, that I really like about this episode mm-hmm. is you know me and my my fashion uh, choices that I enjoy. Yeah. Everyone looks great. Everyone yeah. looks it's, it's still the late 40s. It's the look. It's the makeup. It's ev- the caps. It's yeah. everything I love. Yeah, yeah. It no, looks awesome. fantastic. Yeah, great art direction throughout. Yeah, they deserve a special uh, mention because they had to do a bit more than usual, for sure. Mm. And something is bubbling in the bay. And mm. we see it's it's a monster with tentacles coming out, but we see it through the lens of the camera. So it's in black and white, which right. is a really nice shot. And then it, cu- yeah, and it cuts to the logo, the Legends logo in Japanese, and the mm-hmm. and the theme uh, has a, a more Japanese flavor to it. But yeah, oh, we got that that pop the room. All of us enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> we watched this one, all, all three of us together. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So on the wave rider, uh, Constantine is dying, and uh, so Sarah and Reg, you know, trying to figure out how to find Nora, and they use a facial recognition Gideon scan. And uh, just mm-hmm. like a criminal, her dad was hunting, blah, blah, blah. She's hiding right under their noses uh, at the time of year. She's like an hour away from D.C. And then Gideon alerts that there's a new fugitive in 1951. And then so Ray goes off to find Nora. And then we break into something we haven't experienced in a while. Three there's an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot that, for the most part, until the end of montage, do not cross over whatsoever. No. Yeah. No, which no, is, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, like, yeah, yeah. Feels like, like, yeah. No, like, uh, yeah. I feel like they each got the same amount of time. What is the, I mean, the A plot is, uh, is the, the tentacle, the tent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, see, no, I thought it worked. Yeah. The B plot, no. the the, ble- the B plot is Thanksgiving in the Time Bureau, and the C plot is Constantine, Ray, and Nora. And so I broke them all down. We're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna flash back and forth. Good call. We're gonna go over each one of them. We're gonna start with the Constantine and Ray and Nora stuff. So Ray shows up at the uh, at the Ren Fair, and it's in Reston, Virginia. Now 
Travis. Just remember that. Reston, Virginia. Okay. 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 Ray sees Nora. She lights up like a dream girl. And uh, this big fat creep in a tiny little chainmail bib, it looked like. Like throw some money at her on the on the ground. It's like more weed, more weed. He would have been that. He, he, he wouldn't have been such a creep. I'd be the Middle Earth Fair. Yeah, that's right. That's I'd be the Middle Earth Fair. Well, finest finest weed in Bag Shia. No, um, I wanted to mention you, you should include that she doesn't look the way she did at the end of the previous episode. She's all she's lusty wenched. Yeah, Ow. she's lusty wench. Yeah, yeah. Rick Berman said, you know what, this uh, the witch stuff isn't working because. Then the creep starts taking a picture of her cleavage. Right. I was like, Jesus Christ, what are you? Just shameless. Just it's like, it's like, it's like, I paid my ticket. Oh man, this fucking, I'm like, this, what are you, this are incel, you, this incel you, motherfucker. What are you, a professional wrestler on, an in, on a, on uh, yeah. a flight? Yeah, no. Speaking of what, I, was, I was just about to lead into that. A new term has emerged. What's that? Uh, 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 the Vincel. Ooh, how about that? Hey? <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. Vincel and I fucking hate it. Yeah. It's this weird now. It's this weird fucking thing. It's a PWO too. Of if anyone, it's like it's it's not just the weirdos on Twitter. It they're, they're like applying like oh anyone who likes WWE sort of thing. That it. Oh no. See, I thought it. I thought it was just yeah. like people who like defend the uh, the 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 poor behavior of. Uh, no, no, WWE, no. It's yeah. used to people who defend WWE as a mm. product they like. That's funny. In the AEW versus WWE stuff. Yeah. The Vincells, there's a few others. It's, mm, <laughs> I don't care for it. No, <laughs> no, I, I don't. Uh, that's funny. All right. <laughs> Moving on. I got many, dude, we could talk for an hour about why, but it's for yeah. wrestling reasons. So let's yeah, yeah, get yeah. on with it. All right. Um, so on the wave rider, uh, I'm sorry, Ray's at the fair and Ray, uh, he grabs the guy's phone. It's a, it's a Palmer tech phone and he cr- crushes it with his bare hands. And it like, feels like he, he tears it apart. I'm like, these Palmer tech phones are shit, Ray. No yeah, wonder you yeah, have yeah. fucking business. He doesn't have super strength or anything like that. Looked like that was like the way, the way he broke is like he, he tore a smartphone in two. It looked like ever since I left Palmer tech. To become a time traveling legend who doesn't make any money, man, the phones have gone Dutch. Or he knows the weak spot. Maybe he designed it. You just you have to put it in the right that way. Click it, clock. Yeah. So he can. So when he Steve Jobs it up there in front of all the Palmer Tech guys, he can crush it in front of them and impress them. Yeah. (laughs) And he takes the guy's sword and you know reverts to you know Sir Raymond of the Palms. Yeah. Get you out of my sight. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. And what I think is cute is they do the hitting thing again, where she hits him. Right. And he just asks for her help. And he takes her to uh, Constantine on the wave rider. And he's leaking life force. And he is looking grim. Yeah. Yeah. And Constantine doesn't want Nora's help because he wants to keep her off the magic wagon. And Ray's like, no, no, you should should help. And she's like, no, no, it's my, it's channeling my dad's evil power. I don't want to go back down and backslide and she runs off to the cargo bay oh, it's been a while since we've seen the cargo bay where people like to run away and think yeah that was a nice right. little callback and right. 
again, she doesn't want to backslide into magic, into, into dark magic. And Ray's just like, well, why, the, why does it have to be dark? And she's like, mm-hmm. because I need to get a life force to transfer it to him. He's like, life force, you know, energy, it's all, all the same, right? It, why not? It, you know, the time drive is energy. Right. Life yeah, force because, energy. What the because fuck? now, like, yeah, and, this, and they've established that he's like setting up uh you know usb cables to, to ancient bones and shit now so he's, he's he knows how to do this he knows how to do this shit man he's ready for yeah. and so before the, uh, they get ready to save him uh and she's uh, she's connecting with him yeah you see that constantine sees des and this first time we see des and uh hear des's name and uh i'll just uh let you know travis there were only three reviews in the imdb for this episode yeah. and when we get into des and jc's uh relationship it just explodes with reviews that i'm not gonna fucking talk about <laughs> des and whose relationship constantine huh. Huh. so constantine tells uh nora hey don't, don't do this for me don't do it for ray do it for you and she takes off her leather jacket and i was just once again reminded that um Brendan Routh is a lucky, lucky man. I, I think she's just stunning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, stunning. She's got that. She does she's it. That. She, she's got that TV kind of. I bet did she start in soap operas? I don't think so. She's got. She was on. Kinda. Well, okay. Was True Blood a soap opera? Kind of, right? Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. But a glossy as fuck one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I can see. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's where she got her start. I get it. I don't yeah. know if that's where she got her start, but that was her biggest role that's before Nora Dark. I can see her fitting in there. Yeah, no, she's, I can see her. Yeah, she's got the, she's got that. So, oh, wait. So, did she mention that if she uses magic, that her, her dad comes to life? No, she doesn't want to, that she, she's trying to get away from that evil side of her and right. away from her father. Right. Okay. You know who sacrificed himself for her. Right. So you maybe know. I misunderstood that. Like I thought that like yeah. this might have it's like kind of opened up, opened a portal of some sort. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. Okay. She just, you know, that's why she's fucking, you know, getting sexually harassed uh, at Ren fairs now. She's just yeah doesn't want to use this fucking magic. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that. Yeah, okay. But she does it, and she channels the time drive energy into the into life force, and it blows out her face. And I thought the CG looked pretty good. That, <laughs> I, I, I that CG it. looked okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. In Larry David, well, I know. In Larry David, uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and now let's move on. Yeah. To- well, I got I to tell you, you okay. reading out that that plot like that really did it no favors <laughs> like it's that that plot that that um, um sorry when it was interspersed within it everything great. else no, no, no. works much better right like Here, here's and the like thing. uh and with momentum and because you saying that that's the downer of this this app right even though she saves them well no i know yeah I, we still got the end you know because yeah. the end ties into it but right but here's the thing i broke it down just for the sake of our conversation the way they cut back and forth between all of the subplots in this one is great. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. think they really, it's yeah. challenging to do it. I think they really knocked it out of the park because the race stuff here doesn't even start until like 20 minutes into the episode. Right. 
Yeah, it goes a while before we get to Reston, Virginia. But right now we're in D.C. and it's Thanksgiving at the at, at the at Nate's uh, parents' house. So we're yeah, because the, they talked. She's like uh, talked into uh, coming. Yeah, by, at the office right? they're yeah. they're giving him yeah. a tour, and and he's like they're looking at all the fugitives that aren't being sent to hell anymore, but being caged, mm-hmm. and. Because the time bureau is also running around collecting like the less, you know, hellbound ones, I guess, you know, the more easily right. controllable ones. Right. And and Hank's a little concerned. He's like, oh, are these facilities, you know, good? You know, to keep these things locked up. They're like, no, you know, they're fine. We're waiting on some money to build better containment uh, facilities. And uh, but we're keeping them tranked with uh, the ele- elephant tranquilizer. Yes. There's tons of it. I remember one is a Baba Yaga. Uh, we we all pop for Baba Yaga. Oh yeah, because Gary comes around the corner with Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, that's a character in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. I remember they make a lot of reference to Baba Yaga. Is one he, of the I've seen that one track. of the uh, one of the um, one of his like as like um, you know heist buddies. The the, the guy's like Eastern European is scared to death of Baba Yaga. Oh, that's oh right, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're like, hey, Baba Yaga. <laughs> Well, this Baba Yanga had been trying to eat Chinese gymnasts. Yeah. And well, that's not enough to sell them, send them to hell, send them to hell. I don't well, know. Here's the problem with trying to eat Chinese. Gymnasts. Yeah, I know. I already know where this is going. You're going to be hungry for another, right? You're, you're uh, going to want some more 20 minutes. Yes, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I've been waiting all week. Jesus Christ. I've been I, waiting can, all week. I can see that one coming around the corner. No, last I, week. I, I, I wasn't going to drop that one trying to surprise. I was going to, I was going to call my, I was a like Babe Ruth calling my yeah, fucking shot. Right. And, the then, and then whiffa. <laughs> <laughs> so hank says what you doing for thanksgiving and he was like oh you know my girlfriend's off uh, doing her thing he's like oh come over and Nate's like oh boy get ready it's gonna be just drinking and fighting and then hank will have to leave for a work emergency <laughs> so we get to the house and there's these two little kids running fucking amok and uh they're uh, his cousin's kids and then there's Uncle Rich, who's... who I want to mention. I, I know this actress. I've known really? her since I moved to. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh no, the Uncle Eliza. Rich or, or... No, no, Eliza okay. Murbury. Uh, or yeah, the cousin. Mar- Eliza Newbury. She had a different name when I first. Uh, oh, cool. It's been a while. Uh, met her. Um, yeah, I've met her. My gosh, when I Eliza Norbury. Sorry, I, I met her when I first moved to Vancouver in like 1998, January wow. of 1998. Wow um just through like acting classes i was in and and i'd see her at auditions forever since then we used to we've auditioned together and but since i've seen her less and less but we still kind of pass the night we don't like i, I gosh I, I doubt maybe she remembers me maybe she doesn't but uh yeah that's like uh, you know it's one of those uh, people oh there's somebody hmm. from the community that i recognize <laughs> yeah that's awesome i mean it, it's been a while i mean it, right. It, uh, right right i was starting to feel like a chump <laughs> Trust me, I bet if you just went through all the credits hey. and got down to the hey. crews and the stunt guys and everything, right. you'd see a lot of names you know. <laughs> so Uncle Rich is there and he's shit-faced already. And uh, Nate says you know, to Ava, oh, don't mention Obama. And my favorite thing about Uncle Rich 
is I looked this guy up. He doesn't have a huge amount of credits. They got a schlubbier, dumpier version of Tom Wilson to play his brother. That's well done. (laughs) He also played a a dealer in an episode of The Flash. I'm looking. I see here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was that. I saw that too. But I found that the good uh, the arrow dot fandom dot com slash wiki is really good. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't. I don't use it for this show, but uh, occasion. Okay. Uh, I think I used it to find out what the name of the song was in the montage because it's not right. in the IMDb for some weird reason. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, his mom comes out and does the whole like the turkey, you know, is you think it's done, but it actually has to brine. It's going to be six hours. So at the time bureau, Gary's ordered food you know from mona i guess she they did they didn't come up with like a weird dc name for like doordash like mm-hmm. they do netflix later here was she she says best flicks best flicks yeah. yeah they do all that so i don't know which one of these uh, she works for yeah. but she's delivering food on thanksgiving because gary's got to work and uh, he thanks her. He's like, oh, thank you so much for bringing me food on the holiday. And I just love how the chipper way she says stuff like, yeah, yeah it, it's my job. <laughs> All right. I love her. I think she's super yeah, charming. Yeah, yeah. She's super cute. Uh, Gary tells her the time zone lie again. He's like, what are you up to? She's like, well, it's instant ramen and best flicks uh, for me. He's like, well, <laughs> uh, I ordered for two. And he preps a table like vegetarian right so gary's in the mona yeah definitely it's already clear mona is not into gary whatsoever that's right completely made clear already so i'm noticing she's she's listed as starring in this episode on i'm sorry i'm I'm Mm -hmm. fascinated by the arrowverse wiki um but gary is still listed as guest starring yeah i don't know i don't know if that's that uh, works. Just, uh, something yeah i don't know how it works either yeah i don't know how that billing works i mean mm-hmm. i know that like constantine constantine is still uh or matt ryan is still listed as special appearance by and that's mm-hmm. in the um in the opening we see that every time right so yeah that that's some weird. sort of thing yeah yeah who knows but yeah anyways it is weird because i'm like well constantine is in the cast Right, you know, for and yeah, I've never understood all that. I mean, yeah, it, I'm sure, it, sure it, there's it's, different reasons every time, but yeah, the fucking union, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the fugitives start smelling this food and start waking up. So we cut back to the house. Uncle Rich is shit faced and breaking lamps, and Biff Tannen's yelling at him, "You break it, you buy it, Rich." <laughs> and, right. And, it got me thinking. I don't recall pretty much any holiday family get-togethers that were like disasters, like you see in the movies and TV. Yeah. Hmm. You? I mean, I've had, uh, I've had, uh, there's been blow-ups, things like that. Not complete disasters, but yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, there's always a little bit of. Uh, there's always something going on. We got different dynamics, man. I many, uh, my, my great grandmother yeah. fell down the stairs because yeah. my, my folks and my grandparents were talking about my great grandfather who was not to be spoken of. And she got mad to go to the bathroom and she made took the wrong 
door and fell down the basement stairs. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have, okay. I have my sister and I have two half brothers. Well, hold on a second. I have two half brothers I've never met that my mom had with her current husband. And my father had a long lost son who found him when I like 10 years ago. Wow. That uh, is a half brother who I emailed with once. So wild. Yeah. See, that's like uh, when you have brothers and sisters, as I do, and like everybody gets older and moves on to different things. And uh, some people live in different parts of the world and, uh, you know, different life philosophies start to emerge through like their Mm -hmm. different life experiences. Then, yeah, there's more there's ample opportunity for more uh, not not um uh you know complete disasters but uh, there's always there's always got to be at least some sort of uh things have got to get real at some point oh, it's no, no, get real to- no knowing <laughs> what i know now about what was going on in um mainly my mother's family uh yeah. not, not so much my dad's family in kentucky uh it was shocking that every family get together was just fine yeah interesting <laughs> crazy no one fought. Everyone just ate turkey and wow. watched t- football or King Kong movies, and that was that. And huh. kept that shit. You know, you know, it's a holiday. We don't need that shit on a fucking holiday. Come on, I hear you. I hear don't need Uncle Rich breaking <laughs> lamps, kids shouting, yelling, acting like fucking animals. Skeezy Biff. What would they yeah. call him? Not beef. It would be something like less because beef would be like a, if there's a fatter version of it. Uh, this is like okay. a weasley version of Biff. Well, it'll come it ain't to me. Buff. Uh, no, no, it'll off. come to me. Off. Quiff. 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 No. Quiff. <laughs> rich. I'm a rich. Just rich, rich is right. Rich is right. So at the time, you know, <laughs> Mona, uh, Gary show Mona the place like a dummy, and the creatures are loose. So he locks her in the closet and he says, like, to, to commercial, I think, I'm so fired. Oh, my God. What a read. That was fantastic. It was pretty uh, great. Yeah. Nora loved that line, too. She's like, she's like, he was going to say, I thought it, no, she's like, she said, I thought he was going to say, I'm so fucked. Because <laughs> that's a hard one. Because, you know, watching this, he's not going to say fucking fuck. I know. I know. So that's really that was- hard to pull off. He. Adam Checkman here fucking nails yeah, that. I love that. Really I love that. Yeah. So he calls Amaya and Nate, and Nate runs off to help because they can't let Hank know what's going on. So Mona gets loose right away, and she sees like the werewolfy type dude, and she's like, "Is that a copay?" Because she knows, as she says, she's like, she starts rattling off, knowing all about all these magical animals, and yeah. she just. It, under her breath, kind of goes, I read a lot. It, yeah, wonderful yeah. read. I thought it was, yeah, I mean, but, that, but that's such a, and that's why she's going to be a valuable part of the team because she knows a lot about nerd culture. Yeah, so that, like that's so, uh, that's so obvious. That feels a little uh, um, focus grouped. You know what I mean? Well, well it looks to me, isn't that fucking convenient sort of a thing? And it's like, we're going to explain this with one line. It's, yeah. I read a lot. It's all on her to deliver that line. And the way she delivered, I'm like, works for me. I, it, it wipes it all under the, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just like it's that's. I, I really kind of saw. I like you had mentioned that she was going to be around more, and obviously seeing her around more, I'm like, okay, well, what is she bringing here? I'm like, that's it. Oh, that's she's going to bring more than that. She's gonna, a, oh, yeah. she's going to bring more than that. All right, all right, all right. There's right. a evolution of uh, Mona yeah. Uh, yeah. as a character over this season. Yeah, I see. She's only around for a season and a half here, basically. Yeah, it, she's a season and a half. And again, mm-hmm. you know, I am to be full of the, just the worst assholes about uh, this actress and Mona because she's so chipper with the high pitched voice and kind of silly as a character. Like, mm. what what show are you watching? Mm. This show is becoming silly. It's supposed to be silly, and mm-hmm. I think she brings a lot of fun and charm. And uh, mm-hmm. just these- it felt the most aimed at teens. Their that plot, their storyline. Oh, a little All bit. It, it yeah. felt, um, yeah, or like like younger teens, like like it felt the most Nickelodeon. What little the... kid who's watching this with their nerd parents isn't gonna yeah. love the young spunky girl who sure, loves magical right? creatures? Yeah, but, and but so I was like, she would even in her outfit, she would have fit in on one of uh, those. Oh, know, the outfit Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay, shows luckily, my, my luckily, luckily, the Mona's outfits become less and less. I'm an extra from Newsies. You know, yeah. it's, you know, she she starts dressing like a real person. I don't know. No, she seems like a like a like a, yeah, and she's cute and quirky and a and a fun actress. Um, yeah. I mean, like as you say, if she evolves, that that's good. I just I didn't like. I thought that she was able to. Whoa, I'm I'm part of the Scoobs pretty quick. Yeah, uh, a little too little too easily for my liking. Let's see. So Gary, uh, because Nate's like, what the fuck? She knows everything. And Gary tells Nate, I was gonna flash her later, like Ric Flair on an airline. Oh boy. Not funny. Not funny, Johnny. <laughs> not funny anymore at all. That's what I'm, we- not, <laughs> I'm not trying. No, no, no. I'm not I know I'm trying to be know. funny. I know what you mean. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to Joe. Flair's his fucking favorite of all time. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Joe and listen to him in his own inimitable way try to talk, try to lawyer Flair out of this. <laughs> I know he will. Can't, can't. <laughs> no, he'll know it's bullshit, though. Yeah. It's going to be a fun conversation. That's funny. <laughs> so, Turkey is ready back in the house, and Hank wants Nate to carve it, but Nate's not there. And Ava uh, says, "Oh, he, you know, he must be in the shitter." And yes, uh, she says, "You know what? My family, we used to list what we're, th- we're thankful for." And Amelia, the grandma, who I fucking love, right? She just goes, "I'm thankful I'm still breathing," and yeah, slayed me. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean i didn't, I, didn't, I just i don't know she i didn't love the the, the the stalling stuff it got a little it's a little sitcom yeah yeah i mean i mean that's kind of what they were aiming for yeah yeah but it's yeah. completely what they were doing i mean there was no way they were doing that and no one said does this kind of feel like a sitcom yeah that's right. that's what we're doing we're doing right. a sitcom so right yeah uh, down to when they she goes we, we should say grace and they all go Grace. Grace, yeah. <laughs> I was just liking her reactions, uh, Jess yeah, McCollins' reactions during it. Okay. A lot of fun. And uh, so Gary, Mona, and Nate are seeing the creatures are eating, and Nate goes, he flashes to an image of his nephews uh, fighting over an apple. And he says, oh, 
they're hangry and i really like this episode a lot Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just one of my weird you know john things i fucking hate that term yeah i'm hangry when did when's this when my roommate Jeanette uses it and every time she uses it i i I just have to just no sell it and inside i'm like i fucking hate that term it's new and i don't care for it travis yeah 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 i don't like snickers commercial are you hangry yeah do you do you ever experience it no i don't get angry when i'm fucking hungry i I get fucking hungry when i'm hungry i don't i don't yell at people i don't go listen you motherfucker i need a hamburger what the fuck no you ever experienced it from anyone else Mm. i don't know you have you ever been hungry while we've been doing this show no not me from from other people from other people i don't think so from other people me yes yes (laughs) scary as fuck it's scary as fuck sometimes it's not fun really you get um not me no not me not me i can handle it but i've I see changing people all the time. It's not fun. It's not fun. I don't know what you'd call it. I don't know what the term is. I'm no, sorry. I see, no, I see I'm sorry. Head. I yeah, see yeah. Jeanette do it. I see yeah. her being just like angry as fuck because she needs to yeah. eat something. Yeah. But it's the term itself. It sounds yeah. like that was created in a marketing room. Angry. It's how we're going to sell Snickers or some shit. I, see. I, I, see. I don't care for it. And I don't like it in my entertainment. Okay. And that's why this doesn't get 10 out of 10 for me. It's fucking angry. Yeah. Mona knows what these motherfuckers like to eat. And uh, including at the the Baba Yaga, she goes, uh, veal, um, babies precisely, but veal doing a pinch, which I That's thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. And Mona's on it. She bursts through the monsters, runs to the elevator, comes back, shows up with food. They all charge her and it cuts. And we don't see what happens. Right. And uh, and back at the house, uh, Hank finally busts Ava. Uh, he's like, what the fuck's going on? You know, my son isn't safe. Let's go. Because uh, she tells him what's going on. And they get there and it sounds like people are being eaten. But no, I'm right, going to save right, the day. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're eating a bunch of fucking takeout. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where you get veal on Thanksgiving. That's a talented young lady is all I'm mm. saying. That's oh, yeah. an Italian joint. It's close by. Uh, oh, a veal parmesan. A veal parmesan. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Or, or, or veal piccata. Oh my god, my favorite mm. Italian mm. dish. My okay. favorite Italian dish. All right, you're right. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Burger King back in the '80s had a veal parmesan. What sandwich? Oh my god! It was like you know the ch- the old fat the old fashioned one. You know the chicken sandwich they've had forever. It yeah, it's oblong. They had a veal patty. That's and wild. With, it was a veal parmesan sandwich and oh. i'll tell you this travis yeah it was fucking delicious yeah As, the was, king himself slaughters the calf mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was their french chicken sandwich that they had for a while it was basically a chicken cordon bleu and mm. very unpopular um yeah the last burger king that i'm aware of that carried it was near me because I went there once a week or more and got it. And something mm. I, I, in my mind, I was always thinking you know, they were shutting it down. And the Burger King in Forked River, New Jersey, was like, 
whatever you've got left of the ingredients, send them there. There's this one <laughs> guy. He just Hilarious. eats these He's the only one who likes them. <laughs> Johnny's here, you guys. Fire it up. Oh, they knew it. Good shit. Good stuff. And but Hank tells Nate that he has an eye for talent. You know, no uh, Mona, the creature handler, is great. And Nate fesses up, you know, sorry, I just didn't want to disappoint you. And now I understand, you know, about how you had to run away for all those emergencies. And Hank's like, yeah, but, you know, mostly I was just trying to get away from fucking rich. <laughs> and and, and uh, admits uh, right. to, to his shit. Ava comes over and goes, sir, this will never happen again. And we get the, the great movie TV thing. You're right. It won't happen again because I'm going to give you all the money you need to make better cells for these creatures. Right. With your new principal, Ned Flanders. That <laughs> old, yeah. old gag. I love that. My my daughter, my daughter has a new uh my daughter goes to a school that only goes up to grade four. It's awesome. It's a really then, they're, ad, then, it's then an, they gotta get jobs. Dude, yeah, pretty much. That's, no, a, uh, that's that's our choice. Yes, that's that's no um uh so it's and it's a smaller school, it's an annex, it's awesome. So everyone's really super sweet, right? If the oldest school, if the oldest kids there are grade four, you can imagine everyone's extra sweet. And they got a new principal and I've been getting emails from her. And I just kept saying before Nora's first day of school, like, whew, sounds like a battle axe. <laughs> I just kept, I just kept reading it out as though, as though I was that, that guy who introduced, uh, um, who comes with uh, superintendent Chalmers. Listen up, you little freaks. You know that? <laughs> Things are going to be pretty different around here. Does she go battle axe? What are you in a Abbott and Costello movie? Yep, Dad? yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, she's huge on Abbott and Costello. So Hank's like, "Oh God, you know, your mom's gonna kill us." And he was like, "Well, perk of time travel. We'll just go back right, you know, right after we left." And uh, and uh, Biff, Biff Tan in here goes, "All right, then let's make like a tree and leave." Mm. And Nate goes, "Well." I don't think that's how that's it goes. How it goes but, yeah. All right, which is yeah. like, yeah, like, mm, okay. We, you know, that is the most. It's it's the only really. Hey everyone, look who it is. Yeah, on our show funny. that you get this whole season. And that's funny. It, that was cool. It was it was fine. It was harmless. Hmm. No, that was cool. Hey, I mean, oh, good for him, dude. Good for our, our Tom Wilson, man. This guy, he's like that's an iconic character. It totally is can, who, who we yeah. who's hated, hey, because yeah. like I said, he's been working, working, working a lot in voice and mm-hmm. and both, but his most iconic character is someone people have a visceral hatred for. Sure, sure, I get it. And which is why I'm loving. Can you name the? Uh, can you name off the top of your head who he played on Batman and uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold? Oh no, not off the top of my head. Sportmaster. And Catman. Oh, those are both perfect for him. Yeah, and he was Howlin' Jake in the new Batman Adventures. Nice, nice. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. State purpose of visit. Well, our tractor's going to kick the bucket this year. Searching internet for new bucket. I don't need a bucket. Provide bucket color preference. Red, yellow, lavender, taupe, magenta. Oh, wait. 
They are out of magenta. Robots don't know you. We do. I can do a quote on a new one. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need starts with a conversation. It's your future. Let's protect it. White. Hmm? Welcome back to Guinea, guys. And before we get to the meat, the octopus meat, the calamari of this mm, episode, mm, Travis, nice. what else we got going on? The uh, unagi, I believe, is what mm. uh, that that sushi is. Uh, don't don't quote me on or correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah Pwam Podcast Network. That's where we are. We've got some great stuff here. I, I keep putting over. Uh, I, I listen to Boom Goes the Dynamite all the time. It's a great show. Uh, because I'm, I'm way into AEW now. And if you are, that's where you should go. Uh, they do uh, after shows for uh, AEW Dynamite as well as the uh, pay-per-views. So that's Jeff uh, Wessel, our buddy. And uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but and, and sometimes it's different uh, guests, but uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, but aside from that, yes, yours, mine, the truth. We are recording that that episode on the show on the movie Wonder Boys uh, coming up on the 25th. We'll be recording that, so it'll come up sometime after that. But beyond that, uh, Mystery Titans Theater, our favorite thing, uh, continues to keep going strong on YouTube. You can find it YouTube.com/slash/c/slash Jarvis Washing Machine to find Mystery Titans Theater, which is a show that uh, Johnny and I have been. Uh, well, we I, I we kind of revived it. It it began a long time ago, uh, like five or six years ago. But uh, I had the idea of uh, you and our, our friend Kelly and myself to watch old wrestling and just record it. And and it's so much fun. And we do it live on Twitch now every other Saturday. And we're uh, coming up uh, on the that, that the aforementioned uh, 25th. I just want to confirm. Yeah, the 25th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.com slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Uh, we will be uh, going through cards, uh, as I said, the second part of Who's Zoom and Who, where we uh, go through some WWF cards leading up to WrestleMania 3. And it's been, the uh, first one was great. It's up on YouTube. Check it out with Robert Hawkins. The next one's going to be with our buddies, uh, Max Mitchell <laughs> and uh, Zubin Sundar. So uh, mm-hmm. look for that. Always funny. Always a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking blast. The last one we did, was fucking hilarious mm-hmm. but might have been the most boring wrestling yeah show yeah 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 and seen. that's the thing it's a mystery we don't know what we're getting mm-hmm. yeah uh but but yeah great conversation and uh, a lot of insights uh as always especially when you oh, yeah. and people like robert involved oh uh, when you have time, a, when you have a show that boring and four people start talking we were starting talking about like our parents and issues yes, yes, and, yeah 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 it's, it's, it's something good times and now it's the time on the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot and see what he's drinking. It's time oh. for Savage Brew. Johan. Hello. Hello. So today, uh, yeah, we've uh, trying. I, I, you know, I mentioned last week how I'd gone a bit off the beaten track uh, and had found uh, a taste for the sour. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm still walking down that path uh, today. <laughs> Wild Ambition Brewing, top of the class. You would adore this uh, label, listeners. It is. It looks like a like a, a yearbook photo variety of. Uh, looks like it's from the fifties. Uh, it's quite quite comical with cherries over their faces. 
a debate team captain, head of poetry society, that, that, that type of thing. Anyways, it's 5.5% alcohol. It's again, based out of uh, British Columbia, this time in Kelowna. Uh, so yeah, not, not, I would not have been able to uh, visit this one on my own, but uh, if I get the chance now, I definitely will. Uh, cherry, uh, like a, it's, a, it's a sour. It's called Top of the Class, Bellator Cherry Sour. Very tasty. Um, Johan? Far too sophisticated for your infantile palate. Good day. Mm. Hey, Travis, um, what was the name of, of, of the one? The, the, the first brew, the, the Immortal Pursuit. What was that? The the, the Wild Ambition. Wild doing. Ambition. I mean, ah, you can see why that might. Uh, yeah, uh, might we fully like, know that I hadn't. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Vandal Savage. We season one was all about his wild ambition. Wild ambition. Mm-hmm. Something got to be the name of his first album. I can see the cover now. <laughs> what does he play? Uh. Well, no. He's he's lead singer. Obviously. Oh, okay. okay. I I see. Like I I imagine. It's kind of like. Uh, uh, like it's eighties. Uh, like kind of Viking rock. That kind of. Mm. Uh, thing but, but he's got he I, I i can see him kind of adopting the same steven tyler thing with the uh with his microphone and having lots of um nice scarves nice. scarves but, but knives hanging it's from knives. It. maybe knives on the end nice. of the scarves on the ends mm-hmm. of the scarves i like it mm-hmm. yeah wild ambition it drops oh no thank you for thanks for mentioning it earlier oh, I, I was on my way out but if you are gonna plug the track why don't you check out my soundcloud goodbye I, I am DD Curious. First of trivia, Reston, Virginia. Here we go. Is over an hour away from Washington D.C. It should also be noted. Teasing me all all episode long. Here we go. It should also be noted that Reston has never hosted a Renaissance Fair yet in its short fifty-five year existence. That's awesome. That's somebody. Well, hey, dude, how many people live in Reston, Virginia? I have no I'm gonna, idea. I'm going to check that out right now. Well, only one out of three found that interesting. I'm going to guess not many people live in Reston, Virginia. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> What's that? Oh, no, oh, 61,000. Hmm. Not crazy, but that's, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I like equivalent of where I went to uh, college. No, that would have that would have. Hey, they mentioned uh, Reston. Somebody got excited. <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? I wonder who their local affi- affiliate would be. <laughs> Biggest, closest Fairfax County. Mm. Mm. No fairs. Interesting. <laughs> no, All the fairs are in Fairfax. In Fairfax, oh, something. Fairfax. What do you think? You, you, what do you think? <laughs> Reston. You think we've been trying? Like that guy's that that guy knows because he is fucking choked. What's his name, by the way? Can you, remember, you have it in front of you? 
Which guy's name? The guy who the guy from Reston, Virginia. No, there was no name on this one. Oh, anonymous. Yeah, the trivia is all the trivia and the city council. He's on city council. The trivia and the goofs are anonymous. It's the reviews that have names. (laughs) And this this goof, it's time for Virginia. Stop by Reston. It's a nice but place to get your life back on track. That's where you're fucking Renaissance (laughs) fair. God, I got moved here. That's the thing that that's that got him off the off the wagon. He was on the way to recovery. Nice and quiet, rest in Virginia. Oh, now if I can just enjoy my lovely and my, I have but one request, uh, milady. Talking to, you. well, can you tell me when the next Renaissance <laughs> fair is appearing? Lots of trivia and goose about our our uh, historical guest star, Mr. Honda, and whether or not he was in Hiroshima, this, that, and the other thing, all that. Right, but and th- and we, we can't like. I, yeah. I I I don't know enough about what this guy looks like or what he sounds like. I, I'm 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 skipping ahead here where we find out who this this person is. Right, it's a real person. Mm-hmm. I can't do a I can't do a component on. on oh this. well, no, you just do it on the performance. Then we just do it on the performance. That's it. Like, but you're not. It, in order to gauge, you don't. You didn't component. know what. Okay, you didn't know what George Washington talked or acted like. You, you yeah, didn't. but we but we've seen a thousand performances of George Washington. And so we know that there can be interpretations and there's been a thousand like things like everybody. Wait, like, okay, no, 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 I am. No, no, no. I am throwing my Capone card down because I was going to skip the one the last time. Yeah, because I didn't think it counted because it was Charlie pretending to be the queen. Yeah. And but she looked like out of this one. No, you're not getting out of this one, sir. We're going to be doing it, but not yet. Okay. bullshit. You know, bullshit. Nothing. (laughs) This episode has Honda give a big impassioned speech about the horrors of World War II and the attack on Hiroshima, but there were two problems with that. Honda wasn't in Hiroshima when the bomb was uh, struck. He was in China as a POW of the Imperial military with his family living in Tokyo. Second, the horrors he experienced experienced were of his own country. During his service, Ishiro Honda was a manager of a comfort station which was little more than a brothel established for soldiers watched as the Japanese movie industry became an enterprise that would make Joseph Goebbels proud and was left with nightmares for the rest of his life. I was like, who the fuck wrote this? Wow. (laughs) Someone really hates Godzilla movies or something like that. Weird. Or has like, yeah, it's got some, some sort of chip on his shoulder. Two out of two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wager a racist chip. If we look really close, hard there. If we look really close, at that I chip guess in. I don't know. It's just someone uh, it, that is something you know that you know, you know I mean, when that person saw King Kong versus Godzilla, you know who, who he cheered for. Well, right. King Kong, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aren't there two different versions? Wasn't there a Japanese version? Yeah, there was a Japanese version. version. So, they so they can have they either both, one. Oh, yeah, yeah but both. all those movies are are crap, right? But like, yeah. you got to be. Yeah, to be in a movie. I saw a bit of that new one 
the giant CGI oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And movies uh, spends way, way, way too much time on uh, human characters. I don't give a fuck about. But yeah. when monsters are doing their shit, yeah. it's it's super fun. You cool. just fast forward to that shit. Yeah, I'm curious. One more. Two out of ten. Full bore in Kitty Land from Snake nine six six one five two three. You think they? I want to be a snake. How many are on IMDb? <laughs> okay, oh. that's my. Are they probably number. just? It's probably just give you a bunch of random numbers like they do on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> this show, this show is first than a Saturday morning cartoon show and less sophisticated. I don't know how the cast is but embarrassed by every scene they're forced to shoot, as well as any adult watching praising it. While Arrow has improved vastly with more adult storytelling, this and The Flash keep regressing into a children's show. Doubt I'll come back next year. Gets a two for the Godzilla nod. Oh, so... Uh, oh, boy. Oh. I mean, that's just a cranky dude. And, and, and like, I can... No, I the reason I, 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 the reason I, I, I use that one because yeah. it's it's the least it, it's one of the least toxic yeah. ones of the people who are like, what the fuck is this show becoming? Yeah, is this just a bunch? Is this just going to be? There sick? is like that's what, I mean, like it's yeah. the most Buffy it's felt, and I like if they're not ready to go for actually it was like Angel kind of thing, but but mm-hmm. still kind of teeny because like with the mix in of the. Uh, the like um you know office space of them working with demons like even the um mm-hmm. what do you call it even the makeup on the and the look of the of the creatures like it would have fit right in and hmm and, you know what i mean like there's no maybe somebody's there's a specific brand that that they were had come to love but and and this little flip got them uh got them tweaked but it's not enough to it's the silliness factor it's the them going into the silliness factor and them and people going oh they're going to turn this one into essentially a comedy you know it's gonna have a lot of action a lot of heart a lot of drama but a comedy at heart that at some points doesn't even fit in with the rest of the arrowverse because they're doing their own thing and they're not concerned about that's why there's no crossover this season Right, doing their own fucking thing, and and and, and there's magic yeah. in the crossovers. So we've got our own fucking shit to do. But let's get back. Yeah. Well, only six All out right. of thirty-three found that yeah. helpful. Snake. Yeah, yeah, Nine, it's six, not six, helpful. One, five, it's two, not three. helpful. It's not interesting. It, it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's overreacting. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'm getting that one out of the way because tons of there's one episode coming up. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorites of all time, and, and a lot most people's favorites of all time. And there's like four people who are like, "Fuck this shit now! What the fuck is this ridiculous comedy nonsense?" And mm-hmm. and they're more toxic. This is the least toxic one. Toxic one got it out of the way, so I don't right. have to worry about that shit. All right, all right. But we're on to our main story. Mm-hmm. So we're on the wave rider. Sarah's uh, called the team to the bridge about this monster in Tokyo. Z goes to get Mick. And he's there's tons of like, crumpled up paper around him, and he's trying to type. And uh, come on, what you doing? He's like, I'm watching porn. And she's like, uh, on a typewriter. And the delivery made me laugh. I, it was a silly, silly joke made me laugh. 
Yeah. Sarah's yelling for the team. And Charlie wakes up in the parlor with Sarah's empty whiskey bottle. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's being far more of a pain in the ass than you would have thought she would be at the end of the last episode. But they needed to create a situation to have them bond outside of just a lance glance and smile. Right. Last episode, like join the team. Because like last episode, it's like, I'm here to help you, mates. And this one starts out like, I don't want to fucking help you at all. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. And they have to remind her about the cage. They have to remind you that Mick likes her. It's almost like it's almost like the writer's room was told, like, you know, we want to reinforce what's going on with this new character here. Just right. drop some shit in here. And, and instead of writing to the character, write to the fucking audience who maybe right. didn't catch it last week. There was a little, and there was a little more. Well, there's a, a no, we watched the deleted scenes from Wet Hot American Bummer, and uh-huh. uh, and there is more of them bonding and, and clinking, uh, especially at the end. There's a real kind really? of resolution of the two of them. So maybe because they cut that, they felt they had to okay add a bit more. I don't know. Oh, that no, that makes perfect sense. Because mm-hmm. the smile Sarah gives her at the end of the, the last episode. It clanged against the conflict in this one to me, but yeah, that makes, I see what okay, you mean. I see what you sense. mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gideon brings up the headline that Tokyo was fucking destroyed by this monster. So since they're shorthanded, Charlie's up, and uh, yeah, they do all that shit we talked about with the cage. And Charlie at least says, "Well, at least with me there, the fugitives will have a fair shot." So we go to Tokyo and the movie set. I love this movie set. Oh, it looks just wonderful. Yeah, so cool. It looks great. The models, the planes, the sweaters, you know, the sweater vests on these direct the the, <laughs> the director megaphones look right, fucking right. period authentic. Every right. little thing looks wonderful. And Sarah mentions they're looking for a guy named Ishiro Honda. So it's time, Travis. For how many Capones? Mr. Capone, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I canceled tickets to the opera because I heard there was new players in town. Because this is a surprise Capone. Because they don't make any big deal about this guy being who he is until the end when Mick does the whole... Oh, maybe uh, lizards, huh? King, the lizards are king. And oh, and he gets the idea and you're like, oh, is that the guy who created Godzilla? They never once mention it in the episode. that This is the guy who created Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It's a little surprise Capone. Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't know what the real guy looked like mm-hmm. or acted like. I'm yeah, this could be this could be wildly insulting. If we if we give this insulting. if we give this a, like oh he's tremendous we're gonna be off the air before you know it <laughs> or it yeah. could be like wow the most honorable performance of like it's got the blessing from his family the estate everyone is just like mm. oh my gosh someone finally understood and nailed uh, this person and and so if we give it a a a, a ten. Or, yeah. or to go the other way, then uh, same thing. They're, we're living they're, on they're the edge, lot, Travis. We live on the us. edge. Gideon yeah. guys live live on the edge. So five. All right. Is that uh, make you happy? You play it safe. Yeah. Well, what else can you do with that? I have not. I know nothing about the guy, or, or what he looks like. 
Um, I thought the actor was fine. Uh, I didn't yeah, love. I don't love the. Um, I didn't love the Hiroshima speech. I think it got a little bit too much. Um, but he, for what he had to do with that, he too he did. Much. He did his best. It just, like uh, it's just like like oh my god where did where'd you come from with this man what what whoa 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 easy easy I mean I I know that's um where Godzilla the the uh, the you know, nuclear testing mm-hmm. and everything is where the the idea of Godzilla came from but um I mean, I don't know and that but that's if you're if you're telling me that he wasn't there though in a way that's that's kind of shitty to uh and 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 kind of and kind of lessens whatever trying to or whatever like you know heavy message mm, or I, like I, heavy, I, it's interesting i mean you I mean, know they, what i mean they're playing fast and loose with the guy uh right right here and maybe right. that's even why they don't make a giant point but uh i'm gonna go with seven uh not seven uh three that, that's what i'm gonna go the with three components because okay. I, I enjoyed them because there was a couple of line deliveries that uh i really enjoyed and i thought he's fun and the hiroshima stuff where he's talking about the ashes in his hair and everything and it's heavy and i thought he did a good job with it yeah and but it was there for sarah to do what sarah does right in the yeah, scene yeah, yeah. and and console him right. and uh and, and that's a major pl- uh, plot point yeah is yeah. How, yeah yeah oh, i understand it's yeah. why charlie you know comes around and starts stops acting like a giant ass who is Charlie's acting like a giant ass mm-hmm. down there and just not listening. Sure. Uh, they're on the movie set, you know, and Charlie does say, just act like you belong because coffee now. And someone immediately brings him coffee. Is that how it works on a set? Yes. Yes, totally. If I walked in, it, yeah. because I, I, I look, I think ties suck as much as uh, Mick Rory, uh, uh, but he's wearing one because it's 1951. And he has to wear one, but it's really mm-hmm. loose. Uh, mm-hmm. If I, you know, just walked on the set with a loose tie and yelled at a someone, "Coffee now!" You know, they give me coffee, right? Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure it's um, uh, a female person of color. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. So again, we see the model and city of the plant looks awesome. Uh, Mick gets Honda's <laughs> attention. Uh, uh, Zari puts on like this old time Hollywood affect, which I thought was super fun. Uh, yep. saying we're, we're from KNG Pictures, and that's a callback to the Helen Hunt episode. That was the oh, oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, and she's like, We want to see some footage maybe of uh, this animal sighting for a newsreel. He's like, Oh no, there's a whale, footage was ruined. Charlie and Sarah are listening in. And uh, Charlie goes, oh, the bloke's lying. And Sarah agrees and tries to come up with a plan. And Charlie's like, I'm going to go find it first. Continuing to annoy Sarah. So uh, Honda, you know, he's got to go. And Zari asks for a tour. And he's like, well, sure. I'll give you a fucking tour. And he starts explaining how they shoot the models. And in the IMDb, I didn't bring it up because it was just actually interesting and not entertaining. Someone Mm -hmm. actually goes into the explanation that he's giving about how they shoot this is really accurate and it's using the right terms. <laughs> cool. That's <laughs> fun. And, uh, Give a shout out to, to miniatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lost Ark, right? Like, uh, yeah, it really uh, is. Yeah, you don't see it as much. 
Uh, so Sarah and Charlie are in his office, and, uh, and Charlie figures out that the the reel is in a bomb casing, keeps on his uh, shelf, uh, his desk. So they take off and signals a. They get back to the wave rider and have Gideon digitize it, and they see the monster. And we cut to commercial with, "We're gonna need a bigger time ship." I know, yeah, not the best. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. But they ask Charlie, "What the fuck this thing is?" And she's like, "I don't know. It's not one of the fugitives. It's probably a mutant from your fucking a bombs." And. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, well, there's a magic meter going off, asshole. And they keep fighting. And uh, Sarah's like, Gideon, scan, scan for unusual marine activity. So they go to the dock and they're tracking it. And Sarah's like, look, we're going to draw this thing out and shrink it with Ray's shrink gun. She's got Ray's shrink gun. I haven't seen that in a while. Mm-hmm. But we see Mick uh, sees a Honda throwing a book in the water that flies right back in his hands. And they figure it out. The fugitive is the book. Yeah. And they're in the office. And she's like, oh, this is an uh, agent of Bridget. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, nec- Necromonicon almost. A, a, a Celtic goddess. It makes imagination reality. And, after they, and they go on and on. And Great, great another, gimmick, man. It's a great yeah, gimmick. Yeah. It's fun. <clears throat> but this is another reason why I, I like this guy's performance because they go on and on with a lot of exposition of magic. And Honda looks at me, goes, "You're not film producers, are you?" In a way that just fucking made me laugh. It was very, I thought he d- delivered that really well. It fucking killed me. Yeah, it moved him from a three and a half to a three. <laughs> I'd say probably on your in your books. It did. Uh, so he tells them where how he found the book, and Charlie says, "No, it, it found you because it's drawn toward uh, creative people." That book could come after both of us, Travis. <laughs> that could happen. Good. And, and he talks about the image that haunted his dreams appeared on the page as he drew it, and then it came to life. And he says the book is evil, and Charlie's like, "No, the book was a gift. You know, humans fucked it up." And he immediately goes, "Yeah, I'm a monster. I'm a fucking monster." And uh, he tells him it's uh, Tagamo, a giant land octopus. Mm-hmm. And they figure out he's linked to this until the book, until the story ends. And it makes like, so I was there, you throw it in a fucking volcano, you know, like the, which is used in like three different Godzilla movies. And I, I know funny. that they had to fucking, hmm. <laughs> that was, I know that was on purpose. Hmm. And Z shows him, no, in this, his story, Tagamo wins. So Sarah is saying, we'll draw a new ending, but he's trying. It doesn't work. And Charlie's like, well, he can't write the happy ending because he didn't have a happy life. This is how it ends for him. And that's when he talks about Hiroshima. We talked about that. And uh, Tagamo helped him cope. And he says, you know, I am the monster. And Sarah gets, yeah, no, 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 you chose art. And that's beautiful, man. And that's what. Right. Uh, and right. it's a. Totally. It, and it's. Not a it's great good. written line. It's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. acted line. Yeah. She she saves that shit right there. Sure, sure. I think so. Yeah, this gets it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, but they need an artist. Where's there an artist? Zari's like, do we know any fucking artists, Mick? And he walks away. You know, look at porn or whatever. Yeah. And uh, 
she goes to talk to him and he's like, look, I read your fucking book. You're talented. Uh, and he's like, I can't write anymore. And she says, you have writer's block. Goes, no, I dropped a deuce this morning. And she really, because then she goes, yeah. And I was like, that's exactly how I reacted to that pretty fucking gross. joke. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it's not that pretty it's gross. gross. I mean, he doesn't know. Wait, writer's block is that I'm a writer and I'm blocked or the poopy. I'm like, come on. That, <laughs> yeah. not, that's fucking stupid. I, yeah. I, I, I hate Good it. Point. But Tagamo, he ain't stupid because he's attacking th- like through the sewers and shit. And Sarah and Charlie go outside. Sarah wants Charlie to distract it, but Charlie takes off. And uh, uh, Tagamo whacks Sarah into a stack of luggage. Period authentic luggage, which I really appreciated. Great stuff. As I'll say, I'll say it again. The, the art direction in this episode is uh, among the best of the series. Yeah, I think it's really it really stands out because it's just a little bit of everything they had to do too, including that 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 movie set with it. It's not miniatures; they're called bigatures. That's what. Mm. Uh, that's what, even less of a, even more of a. The last time it was used extensively that I know of was um, the Lord of the Rings. Or probably, I bet you, maybe there were some in the Hobbits one. I just know a lot about the behind the scenes stuff for the Lord of the Rings trilogy and saw like how much work went into it, right? Um, it's, yeah, that's oh, it's so cool. Like, but like these are like obviously meant to look a little more basic, but man, I guarantee the people who made that had such a good time. Mm-hmm. And then it was such, so much fun to see it get torn apart. And Tagama grabs Sarah and its tentacles. And Charlie throws a brick from a distance and yeah. hits the tentacle and it drops Sarah. Like dead on. Like it's like, uh, it's like when, hilarious. Uh, it's like when, uh, 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 what's his face? Letterman used to get a, a quarterback try to throw uh, footballs into a, yeah. a taxi cab going by. <laughs> she gets it first try. Or meanwhile, get- Tom Brady, meanwhile, it takes Tom Brady a dozen shots. <laughs> um, by the way, uh Tagamo gotta say for the most part yeah 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 oh yeah there's times oh, when yeah. it's when it's okay i almost wish they would have gone man in suit at times you know what i mean the tentacles grabbing sarah and waving her around i think look pretty good really yeah no that, those, those i like stuff they, i didn't they, like no they I thought the tentacles they, look the worst like uh okay. there's times when you'd see i thought they looked practical like, yeah, yeah. They look rubbery. Uh, yeah maybe the 4k isn't good to it because uh, like I was, we got the blu-ray right and it, it's like all cleaned up and but like Tagamo uh, in the background with his evil satan eyes to me really stood out as cgi and the tentacles uh, felt like the te- to me the tentacles yeah. felt as cheesy really? as a god i saw his movie. face looked oh. a little better face looked a little bit more like that's what they were gonna go cheesy i think they should have tried to make him look a little more cheesy it was uh, half cheesy. and half it really it yeah. was half and half yeah, until, yeah, yeah. until the final battle which we're gonna get yeah. to which is yeah. just one of the greatest things ever in the history mm-hmm. of this fucking television show as far as i'm concerned <laughs> so uh Tigama goes to whack charlie but she she lured it into the electrical wires and Sarah shrinks it, but it escapes into the sewers. And Honda's beating himself up, saying, why couldn't he tell grounded and sober stories? And Mick's like, man, that's boring, man. You know, what you need to do is just accept that, you know, this is your creation, and deep down, you're proud of this. And he didn't Mick. And it's a great Mick episode. It's a breakthrough Mick episode. He gets to be the guy who talks to the historical guy and go, 
dude, no, here's, here's how you fix this. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. And that's yeah, a nice, a, a, a new, a new, a new uh, type of sweetness there that we didn't yeah. usually see from him. Yeah. A fellow artist. He recognizes yeah. him as a fellow artist yeah. and he tells him that his story's over and that's what it takes. Now he realizes his story over. So Mick can, can take over writing the story. Sarah runs in, sees Mick write, and she's like, what the fuck's he doing? And uh, Zari's like, oh, no, he's a writer. And uh, Tagamo comes out of the pipes, and he's grabbing Honda, and Mick writes something, and suddenly a sword appears, saving the day. And mm-hmm. it's Mick's heroine of his book, the three-breasted warrior queen, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yamira, queen Nora. of Thanzazan. Thanzanan. Nora popped for that. Three boobs! <laughs> That was great. It's one of my favorite bits ever on this show. It, that always, you know, again, it surprised me. I forgot that's how they get out of this one. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he brings forth Gamera. Right. I gotta <laughs> look at who who does like who's this actress? She, I did look at her. She has like four credits because she's mainly that's a stunt. Nice. She's mainly yeah. a stunt. A I figured stunt as much. Person. I figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's appeared. Oh, she great. I found out that Gariba appears again. I wish I had. Oh no, that. we get more Gariba. Yeah. We get more Gariba. Uh, you ruined it. We get more awesome. Gariba. That's awesome. She looks um, uh, tough as nails. Uh, oh, dude. Um, yeah, she look, She's awesome. She looks great. She looks like she'd have. Um, uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to speak for. I know. For, I, she looks like she'd have me pegged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know exactly what <laughs> she means. I don't know about you, but she looks like she'd have me pick. And she's from Thanzanon. Now, <laughs> bad with me today. Thanzanon, you know, using Thans, you need to check with your doctor before uh, prescribing to Thanzanon. It causes right. the shakes, uh, you know, leakage. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And they have a big fight in the model city. And it looks great. It's just all oh, the models are yeah. the, the, the cities yeah. are fall, falling down. The plane comes down and yeah. Honda's filming it. It's super so good. Fun. So much joy. So much joy. So much fun. Uh, such a great uh, moment. I loved it. I loved until, every moment of it. Yeah. Until the cut to Charlie to go, get it, girl. Which I'm like, oh, dude. Uh, whatever. I was having such a good time that I didn't care. Like, yeah, yeah. it was wonderful though. They was knew great. it was. I think they were all knowing they were going to get, like, they were getting entertained because they knew that, uh, that Mick had written it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's great. Yeah, they all yeah. figure out Mick, this is Mick's uh, creation. Yeah, and, and you know it's Mick's creation because after Gamera kills Tagamo, she comes over, starts making out with milk, uh, milk making out with Mick. And they get to fucking in the ruins because because right. uh, Z starts Makes reading the end. Like, then she took her 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 partner Buck. Buck is the male character in these right books, right right. Uh, it's like Buck Starmaster or some shit like that. I, I, I can't remember what it is. That's and, awesome. And they're uh, all getting grossed out because and you might have been grossed out because as Mick and Gamir are fucking in the ruins, the sound effects of their sex is hilarious yeah it's just like burps and grunts and it's it's (laughs) fucking hilarious very uh, rick and morty-esque i would say Mm -hmm. not the first uh uh, there's another big uh kind of rick and morty kind of moment i felt uh, by the end of this good rick and morty i mean too so 
Um, we cut to Mick in his refractory period, you know, straightening out his loose tie to come out to talk to Honda, who just says, oh, sorry, got a little messy in there. I'm sure it did. That's disgusting. That's repugnant, man. This guy's like body, bodily fluids everywhere. He just feels like everybody wants to hear about it. Guess what, Mick? We don't. <laughs> but he has a little pep talk thing with Honda. Uh, and he, Honda tells him, he's like, I loved your creation. He said, really? I was thinking about four breasts. And he or just an looks extra like he's, boob. And he goes, or an extra boob. And he goes, three was plenty. And yeah. in a way that is why I really like this guy. It yeah. really made me smile. And, hey, like he crossed into his crossed over into like uh his uh little fetish he's got there <laughs> tentacles and extra boobs total <laughs> japanese so mick tells him you know keep doing what you're doing lizards are king which is a little clunky but i don't care because it's wonderful and he goes and honda figures out he says kaiju and is and comes up with godzilla which of course king, people, king of the monsters yeah king, king of the, the monsters, monsters. Yeah. which of course you know the imdb guys i didn't uh, i know, you know get into I know. It was like well that's not how it happened like yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's not how it fucking happened uh, yeah was, yeah like you got the <laughs> forrest gump moment you know it's not the worst one we've had it's, it's not the best one. it's, it's not literally best. part of the show sometimes yeah yeah so on the way rider sarah is collecting some bottles because uh, charlie can drink but charlie comes off in and offers her a bottle full bottle yeah as an like, apology, uh, it looked like um, Boone's uh, balsam- farm balsamic vinegar or <laughs> vinaigrette or something. Oh, in Mollusk, drizzle this. Really... So, drizzle this on some focaccia to celebrate. <laughs> and she says, Well, at least if someone has to play copper, she's got heart. And now, Constantine, he's waking up, he's feeling great, so he's gonna go have a smoke. Nora tries to ask him about Des, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Ray and Nora almost kiss, and he gives her a t- the time stone and says, "Run again!" And this time, you know, just don't tell, don't tell me where you're going. And this what he, he, without saying "I love you," this is the "I love you" moment. Sure. And she goes no, and decides to teleport to the time bureau and give herself up. And then they do this montage to this song called girl by a group called time cop 1983 with sea waves it's a dutch emd band and great not not something i'd listen to normally but the use of it on the show here and the montage they do i thought was great i loved it i loved it no and this is uh again like this feels like the most big boy pants like it was already feeling big boy pants we've talked about this before but this feels like like the way that like uh what are recognized as great shows what are already recognized as great shows would end a show with um Mm -hmm. uh kind of thing because it's something that it's it's a little off the beaten track but it sounds super hip and sounds like of the now and um that really uh, i thought it sounded like something from the 80s yeah uh but there's a new uh like I said, there's there's a, a big synthwave revival and this keeps showing up like they're not the first people to use a kind of like uh, kind of synth sort of slow motion finish montage to end an album mm-hmm. or pardon me to end uh, a, an sure. episode. And they won't be the last. I think we still got another two or three years of, of these. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like is uh, 
like I said, this this felt uh, mature. It felt mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, a nice uh, like. It didn't feel like. Well, no, maybe it does. That's what Legends is, right? It's like this kind of balance here of that that kind of what with the Buffy stuff that we had earlier and mm-hmm. and everything. But um, yeah, no, it was a really nice wrap up. I really liked it. Yeah, and, and in the montage, you see Mick finished his book, and. Right. at thanksgiving and they're about to eat and hank's phone rings and nate's like no no it's fine take it dad he takes it and he goes i've seen it these creatures are controllable project hades is a go oh yeah mm, what's hank up to yeah i think oh, it's like uh, yeah there. yeah that's feels like he's about to open things up let's uh hey we can mm-hmm. use these things right yeah it's even like uh been playing a really fun video game called Hades. That's all about trying to get, like uh, you're in the underworld and incorporating all these, uh, yeah, demons and whatnot. So yeah, oh, he's so oh, he, all in all, Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, another great we've one. We've been another on a awesome great one. fucking run. I mean, I know yeah. that if we were to rate all of them that we've watched so far this season, I'd go with um number one is what i my number one is wet hot american bummer my number yeah. two is the one right before that which i can't which i really liked uh then yeah. then the premiere then mm-hmm. this one then salem you know i, I mean i agree i mean, i right. love the fairy godmother stuff but i, I yeah. agree it, it's been I, so i mean there's some stuff going up but there's some ups and downs mm-hmm. that are coming on but all in all they it, there's such a change in this season yeah it's so clear yeah and it's so wonderful yeah, it's really it's, good yeah. um is dancing queen was before uh, what dancing queen. i love yeah, that one course. too yeah yeah, yeah yeah me too yeah i would i think i'm pretty close to what you what you explained there as well yeah it's been a lot of fun and it feels like uh, it's starting to feel like like because like this is always like we we i've always had like a week in between starting to feel like when i'm done i almost gonna want to throw on another one that's what like i've been doing advantage. yeah yeah that's what yeah. i've been doing and by the way i'm just gonna tell you next week yeah so many capones yeah oh boy here we so go we only play one we only oh play i know we only play, we only play it once, once. <laughs> but lots of capones because i'm gonna right give on. a little teaser for it this time mm-hmm. we're going to france in the 1920s in an episode episode called tender is the nate <laughs> and i cannot wait to talk about that with you travis but uh right now i just want to thank you once again this was wonderful thanks to everyone who tunes in and checks out the show follow us at guys gideon on twitter follow travis at jarvis washing machine on youtube and uh twitch right that's right uh check out all of our other shit check out everything else on the plum podcast network and we will talk to you next time Goodbye. You can narrow the love show. Scan caught in the head.